Welcome to the Smelling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and today we are talking about standing strong against the world's philosophy in homeschooling. There's so much wrong thinking about what actually matters, and also when it comes to learning and raising our kids. There's also constant pressure from so many different people, so we have encouragement to share that will help you stand against these pressures in your homeschooling. Before we begin, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for helping make the Smiling Homeschooler possible. We work with them because we believe their curriculum is one of the best and helps more homeschoolers smile. Go support them. Check out a free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today Magazine for supporting what we do. They're another fantastic source of homeschooling encouragement, so please go subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, I know Ben sounds a little chipper, more chipper than I do. It's 9, 10 uh, on a Tuesday night as we record this. But I feel like I've hit the wall. Uh, I don't know if that's because I'm just old and it's past my bedtime or what it is. But uh, um, I know as we get going here, it'll be easier and easier. Um, but I hope you've been enjoying some of this a uh, little bit warmer weather. We've had some super cold weather the last couple of weeks and it's kind of warmed up around here. Now we're in these lovely gray, drizzly, bone chilling days. I always make fun of Jan Smith, who's been on the show a couple of times because she always talks about it being a damp cold in Louisiana when it gets down to 40. Um, but it is a damp cold. It is it is cold here. And I just feel I told mom the other the other day and it was like 36 like man it feels freezing um and we had had you know zero for days so maybe it is a different kind of cold so jan if you're listening i am i apologize it is cold down in louisiana we did have a little ray of sunshine uh the kids and i were watching uh wonka uh which is the uh, new uh new movie that came out over christmas kind of that period just came out available to purchase and rent uh for a more expensive amount like 20 bucks but we loved it. The kids really enjoyed it. And overall, it's actually really, I would say, very clean for the most part. Uh, I don't think there's really too much in it. I mean, obviously, everyone's, um, you know, what's okay is a little bit different. So, you know, still check it out for yourself. Always check plugged in. But mm-hmm. uh, we were watching it and having a lot of fun. So uh, it's just always nice to have a family movie. That, it is a great know, one. It is a great and, one. Uh, you know, there's a lot of crud out there. So it's pretty nice. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, and other highlights. Did you see on the news, Ben, that the McDonald's is bringing back the double Big Mac? No. Wow. Going back to the roots of not <laughs> not trying to it's play. It's got to four the, uh... patties, Whew. four patties of meat on it. Um, I guess it was a fan favorite four years ago, and now it's back. So that's crazy. I can't imagine. That is a lot of. That's a lot of sandwich. I did see Burger King uh, was saying so. like we're bringing back the biggest Whopper ever in five days, and it's like counting down right now in their app or something. Like, oh, so okay. maybe there's a hamburger war between yeah. Burger King and yeah. yeah, some of them. I mean, they're already huge. Abe's favorite is the triple cheeseburger. So, and it's a wad of meat. I think it's meat anyway. Um, But anyway, let's talk about some other stuff. Um, You know, uh, uh, as I was thinking about what we could talk about today, I've been pondering in my heart about some things that I had read uh, last week, maybe the week before. And we're not going to really go in and read any of it, but uh, unless you wanted to, Ben, but. Uh, it was a, a series of articles written by the Washington Post um, from like mid-December, maybe even a little bit earlier, um, all the way to uh, just a few weeks ago. 
and uh, I I was reading some of them because they were all the topic was homeschooling. Um, the very first article was kind of like, oh, homeschooling is a good thing, or homeschooling is the fastest growing educational option in the whole world. And 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 but then it kind of changed in tone. And uh, one of my homeschool buddies, um, Dr. Brian Ray, uh, they they do a whole article on him and. They basically make him look like a schmuck uh, who doesn't know up from down and, uh, you know, and has a uh, a daughter and a, a grown daughter who's a little disgruntled and uh, and they really paint him in a poor light. And I, I had written him and we had had some interaction back and forth. But as I was reading these articles, um, it made me feel defensive it made me feel like the movement might be in danger. And so I, I just thought maybe we could talk about this today. Um, and again, I didn't really want to, I don't know if you were able to read any of them, Ben, because I know it's hard to get on without signing your life away or subscribing or yeah, I did put my email in, but for it still it. didn't let me do it without paying. But uh, I read mm. some kind of a kind of a breakdown on it, uh, which I thought was helpful. Um, but, and I don't, I don't really want to address lots of their concerns, but I, I just, what were your overall opinions or thoughts afterwards? I mean, my overall is I'm not surprised by that. I mean, I, I think homeschooling by and large by most people would be considered in that light if they don't understand it. Um, I think any time that anything is tends to be, uh, you know, take, given or taking power away or not letting uh, certain groups have decision making uh control is generally something that they don't like. And obviously this person writing this article is not that way, but, um, it allows for something people to, uh, be taught things that they don't agree with. And, uh, you know, which, I mean, we are trying to avoid that as well. So, you know, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I, I think it's really them just saying what out loud, what I would guess a lot of them think, um, that they know better and you know, that we shouldn't be allowed to do that. But I would also say is I think it's important to not, you know, cause some person was probably, they probably see like, okay, uh, homeschooling is growing a lot. We should have X amount of articles written on it and they pay some, you know, freelancer or whoever just to come up with a certain amount of articles. You know, that person probably Googled some stuff, found something they didn't like, didn't agree with and just wrote something. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's also, in, you know, uh, good to realize that an article, even if it is on a large scale, doesn't necessarily mean it has a ton of movement or weight behind it. Um, and also something that I think during like COVID was important is just make your own local news. You know, if that's not happening in your state and you know, your state's not doing that, I wouldn't be like too fearful, you know, if, if that like, don't, don't be afraid, you know, it's gonna, you know, but it, it's just something I think. Well, and that's what we're going to, I'm going to kind of say maybe at least somewhere during this conversation that I don't even think you need to go read the articles because Mm -hmm. it really, it, it doesn't, it will not strengthen you. It will even it may cause you to doubt yourself and for false reasons. You know, it really is not the truth. In fact, it reminds me, and this would be a great time for Jimmy Stewart impersonation, <laughs> because it reminds me of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Do you remember when um, uh, Mr. Potter, uh, who's the local bad guy, he's 
he wants to shut down. I think they should shut down the Bailey building and loan. You know, uh, whatever the uh, Mr. Mr. Bailey was a good man. God rest his soul. But, you know, but he wants to take this whole thing down. And George has this impassioned uh, speech, you know, Mr. Potter, you know, it just galls you. And he and he says that and he kind of holds his fingers right under his nose. It just galls you that it's that the Bailey building and loan is something you can't control. And I feel a little bit like that seems to be the thing that galls some people that this homeschooling thing, this it, it's more than a movement. It's like a forest fire. You know, they can't control it. They want to control it. They want to um, give reasons why they should call it, control it. Even uh, John Stone Street over at Breakpoint, I thought he had a great article, a great, uh, I don't know if he wrote it, but he read it. Um, but he he says, you know, it's kind of like the, the uh, nuclear energy. You know, it's super, super safe. But we always remember Chernobyl and Three Mile Island. And so we talk about those couple of incidents that were really scary and what the uh, even this reporter, you know, they, they basically uh, interview some Nazi homeschoolers who are real Nazis, you know, not just, you know, that's what they propose and or they're just crazy, you know, and, the and they part- say, see, this is what happens. Yeah. Well, the dumb part is those people would be Nazis no matter where they go to school or what they do. That has nothing to do with the homeschooling part. Uh, I also think it's interesting is like a lot of the premise of the articles is, oh, there was an instance of some kid neglected somewhere and he was homeschooled. And like, yeah. (laughs) And and the funny part is if someone is not in school, they say they're homeschooled. And so, yeah, that Mm. poor kid was, it's the kid didn't go to school. He, his mom wasn't, you know, with you guys sitting down and reading with him for an hour a day and then working on math. It was a horrible family situation that was broken. You know, that's just, it's irrelevant to any of that. Uh, right. But it's kind of well, like, even the Dr. Bryant. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, it's just, but what? it just always frustrates me when they find these super outliers and, and, you know, we have to be careful as, as, you know, advocates for homeschooling that we don't do that too much with public school because obviously, but I would say the same thing though. And no one really talks about this is literally, I bet within a month, I have read three or four articles where, you know, teachers have been, you know, charged with having inappropriate relationship with, with their kids. And I literally, someone in a local school, I just know of, I was a teacher of a family member or a close person. I work with daughter, you know, what had, and it's like, Mm-hmm. I don't, but I don't say every single teacher is doing that. You know, I, obviously there are right. bad people out there who are doing all of that. And that's the same with homeschooling. Again, I'm using air quotes because it has nothing to do with homeschooling. It's that there are families that are broken. There's sinful people out there who right. do horrible things. And maybe they happen to have kids at home that don't go to public school. But Well, some um, of their point was also, you know, they, they seem to hone in on the one subject, math. Um, because they were interviewing or they talked to uh, Dr. Brian Brian Ray's uh, 44-year-old daughter um, who had had some struggles with her parents. And she she said, you know, basically they, they didn't teach me math. Now, when you listen to her, you see that she had a great growing up experience. You hear that she talks about 
oh, we had a, my dad taught us such amazing things in science and we read her loud and we had this great memories. But somehow she feels let down because she didn't know enough math. And I want to say, hey, Mr. Article Writer, I'd like to test you in some math, you know, because there are math people and there are not math people. And just because the school says the standard of math is this doesn't mean that should be the right standard for every one of our children. And it, but it does make you, it makes you insecure. It makes the reader doubt their efforts and say, oh yeah, that is a problem. Um, and so I just, I was just thinking about this, you know, thinking about this whole thing, because what bothers me is that we as homeschoolers then feel like we have to not only defend ourselves, but we have to prove ourselves to them. Um, again, I, the article about Dr. Brian Ray was, was I, I don't know how you could be not hurt if you were the, the one they were writing it about. And it was, it was harsh. Um, and I asked him and he said it was, it was brutal, you know. Um, he said they, it was a super long article on that, or a super long interview and they asked so many questions. But at one point, they were asking about his, uh, you know, his stand or his uh, surveys and uh, statistics that he has shown over and over again how well homeschoolers perform. But then he said, you know, but this homeschooling thing isn't about having smarter kids. And I was like, and I was like, yes, that is the best thing he said. And the author kind of camped out on that, you know, not with him, but with with his readers saying, see, they can't make smart kids. And and again, I think it it makes us want to show them that we have to validate ourselves by having smart kids. And I this is my fear. You know, I, I told Ben this morning, I wrote him this morning and I said, hey, I've been thinking about this, you know, the the things that the, my greatest fear for the homeschooling mo movement and really not just the movement, but for individual homeschoolers, for you, mom, who's listening, or for you, dad, whose wife is making you listen to this. You know, my fear is that you're going to feel like we have to play by their rules to validate that what we're doing is right. Um, I, I And I probably shared this story before, but I can remember one time uh, uh, at a homeschool conference a long, long time ago. And this uh, mom came up to me, and she was the early phase of homeschooling. And she said, you know, I was one of the early pioneers. We didn't know anybody homeschooled. And we raised our kids and they went off to college and they excelled in college and we finally felt validated. And then she looked at me and she said, we were wrong for validating ourselves by that. And I thought, you're right. You were. Because I almost said, yeah, but that didn't prove that you had done a good job or that it was the right thing. I feel like we have to. Um, I read it, I think, today. That was just about some homeschooling mom who was just making a comment about how their homeschools worked re out really well. And now her adult kids are all in college and they're doing good. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with anything? You know, because they're in a college doing good, that's why we validate what we do. And so I feel like that's where we're in danger, that we're in danger of playing by their rules and thinking that we have to play by the rules um, because homeschooling should not be that.
Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it, I, I mean, I think just in general in life, it's one of the biggest things is that we do seek validation from things or from other people, from you know, success, whatever it is. But you know, and, and it doesn't even mean any of the stuff that they were saying that your kids won't be smart. I think in general we've seen that your kids will be, but the things that they are smart in are the things that actually matters. It's not just you know. Again, uh, they're really good at um, you know calculus or whatever. That 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 is such a finite example of smart. Uh, I think you can almost just not even. I don't know. It just feels like it's irrelevant to saying that. I, I get obviously there are people who are you know mind blowingly brilliant at doing math, but I don't even necessarily think that's the equivalent of, you know, saying that. But, um, the other thing I thought was a really good article or a really good line from stone streets, uh, response was he said, ultimately the Washington post's breathless attack on homeschooling reveal an under, uh, unquestioned assumption that children belong primarily to the state and not to parents. Um, the rise in homeschooling, Christian schooling, parent run charter schools and other innovations show that there are more families are rejecting that assumption. Um, and doing so, they are acknowledging the biblical expectation that parents, not the state, are ultimately responsible for teaching and raising your children. Um, and I think that is was really a good summary of it all, is that is the assumption that they are the people in charge, they are experts, and so they know better than us. Uh, you know, and... Mm-hmm. I think that across the board, and obviously there's a place for people, you know, recognizing that people know more than we do about certain topics. Like I agree and understand that there are people who understand part the Bible better than me. There are people who understand cars better than me. There are people who understand education better than me, but they don't understand my kids better than me. That for one, because you um, know them better than anybody else. You you're around them all the time. They're a part of you. They're your seed. You think about them all the time. No one else does that. I'm his children's grandfather, you know, but once they walk out my door, I don't think about him again, probably until the next time I see him. You know, it is different. I don't I don't know them like Ben does. He is an expert and no one else is on his kids. Yeah. And that teacher you may hold them responsible, but they are not responsible for your kids' well-being, for their teaching, for their learn, you know, all of that. Like, no one in the eternal and eternity is going to hold that teacher responsible for it. It is what your position as a parent, uh, I think, that is responsible for that. Obviously, you may be able to pass that off. It doesn't mean that we can't ever, you know, have someone else involved. But the the final it comes down to is me as a dad and my wife, we are responsible for our kids uh, and, and teaching them those things. And God is working in all of that, obviously. Um, but I, I but ben, it doesn't it just good. I don't know. It just it even bugs me sometimes that we even have to have this conversation, just like you said, you know, of course, your kids are going to be smart, you know, and we have to define like that is still important, you know, and, and it makes me mad. Because, again, the Bible doesn't even hardly ever even talk about how smart our kids are or how smart we are. In fact, I was reading in First Corinthians. I have it open in my Bible right now from uh, this yesterday morning that, you know, he says, look around at all the people who believe the gospel. He goes, there aren't many philosophers. There aren't many learned people. So that somehow that learning sometimes even gets in the way of believing and trusting in God. And I just think... You know, we have we have we have bought into their whole argument. And that's my fear. 
you know, that and, and the evidence is, again, that we have this huge struggle going on all the time, you know, that we feel like the end result has to be whatever they say it has to be, you know, what makes kids successful, what makes whatever, whatever they decide. And it it used not to be that way. Yes, I think there's always been that pressure to conform to whatever society is you know maybe it was you had to you had so many goats you know and and everybody wanted to have so many goats um but you know you don't have to be that mom you don't have to be that dad you get to decide based on god's word the truth you know and what he says i'm working on something right now you know where we're, we're just talking about a, a, a child's identity you know, and it's not based on anything else except what God says about me or what God says about your kid. And he says a lot about him. He says how much he loves them and how he wants them to walk with him and how he wants them to be truthful and honest. And it never says about how much he wants them to make or what rung on the ladder he wants them to be. Or and I and I and how could we be so far off? Um, and I feel like these kind of articles bring us back or suck us in to the wrong side. And it, and yeah. it makes me fearful for you, mom. Um, it makes me feel fearful for my children because I know that pressure is great because even well-meaning people who love you very, very much and who love God very much will say, well, yeah, but you know, will they be, will they be able to get into college? I mean, really, I've almost thought because I'm asked that question a lot when they ask about my kids or they, yeah, well, can they get into college? I need to start saying, who cares if they can get into college? That is not even a question. We don't need to talk about that because that's not the issue of why we homeschool our kids. Ben, this might be a good time because I'm getting riled up. How about a good <laughs> time for the energy now? Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, it just galls them. Yeah. It galls them, Mr. Potter. I have a question after this, but. Before we do okay. that, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for helping make the Smiling Homeschooler possible. Uh, they are a math curriculum, and they will teach your child math. So if you are worried about that, and your child will need to do some basic math, obviously, uh, then uh, you can use Teaching Textbooks. It's fun. It's engaging. Uh, they have a great uh, customer service, and just the program in general just keeps getting better. Uh, and I, our families loved it, and we think you will too. So go check out a free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com. Yes, we also want to thank uh, Homeschooling Today magazine. And I was just looking over, you know, they've got a, not only do they have a great magazine, but they have a lot of other great products. They have a podcast um, that comes out uh, very regularly. In fact, uh, episode 46 was on truth two days ago. And it says this, in this episode, Ashley shares about the transitional moment we're in right now to break free and step in. Jesus paved the way for us to step into who we really are. Now's the time to let go of guilt and condemnation and walk in truth. And that's why they we have partnered with them because we believe in it, because that's what I want for you. If you want some more encouragement, uh, go over to homeschoolingtoday.com, check on their podcast, check out their podcast. They've got a lot of other things to encourage your heart. So my question was, um, you know, what the world thinks doesn't matter. And I think, you know, as a, you know, a God, thinks is what matters and what his desire for us and what he's called us to and what he said in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, I think it gets a lot easier or at least not, maybe not a lot easier, but it is 
different as you've you know gone through life a long time and you've seen the fruit and you you know feel less you know like right now like I feel less peer pressure from like say like physical appearance than I did when I was 17 you know or whatever um that's good yeah but how, yeah thank god uh how, but how do you think you know I think that sometimes some of these kids fall into trouble is maybe the parent is okay with that maybe they're the ones who's like I don't care if my kid you know goes to McDonald's dressed as a Wookiee or not you know whatever but <laughs> later on the kids are not okay with that and they start feeling um you know uh belittled by the world in terms of not being hitting these marks you know which again are to be honest almost everything that people think is valuable is almost meaningless before God. I'm not saying that everything there are obviously huge core categories. There are, but a lot of the things that we hold up are in eternity literally don't matter. Um, it's the things that we do in our interactions and all the relationships and, um, things like that to do. But anyways, um, what do you think a parent can do to help their child not feel that and not be swayed? And, you know, I have no idea in this case, but like maybe a Brian Ray's daughter where she then kind of goes back and goes like, well, they should have cared because now I'm, a, you know, I'm stupid or whatever, you know, or, um, you know, are there things that a parent can do to help their child be prepared for, hey, not everyone's going to think like this, you know, um, down the road. Right. I, I this is just off the cuff that, you know, this is unrehearsed, you know, um, I don't think we play their game again. I don't think we say, even though we said to some of our kids, Hey, would you like to take algebra so that you can tell people you took algebra? And some of them said, yes, we did. So we let them take algebra. We didn't put any pressure on them. We know they're never going to be quizzed on that. You know, they're never gonna have to solve for, uh, X over Y minus three and ever again, you know, and they don't even get it now, you know, but we're okay with that. The other thing is, and we've talked about this in past podcasts, somehow I think our kids get amnesia and they're stupid because, uh, you know, when we talked about how children seem to blame their parents for lots of things, you know, if you'd only let me, you let me watch Disney movies or you didn't, or you, you sheltered me too much. I mean, that's a bunch of baloney. You know, yes, maybe we did some of those. Should we have pushed them harder in math? I don't think so, because I'm a thinking person. And I would say to my kid, hey, if you want to learn math, you're super, super smart. Then learn math. Again, this daughter, um, and again, I'm only going from this article. She sounded like a super articulate person who was very capable in lots of areas. Who cares that she couldn't do math? At whatever layer. She even says in the article that she was only able to do it at a fifth grade level. I'm telling you, you know what fifth grade level is? Addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. Uh, you know, that's it. Because that's what we use all the time. This guy right here, I'm going to be 60 years old. I can't do fractions. I just can't. You know, I don't know how to do it. But that's okay. I'm super functioning in a lot of other areas. I'm super not functioning in a lot of areas. But that's not where I get my truth. You know, I know God's bigger than that. And if I need to know something, I'll figure it out. So all that to say, I would just continue to remind your children, you're amazing kids. You know, we did the best we could. You know, if you need to learn something, you can learn it because you're great. I know you can. And uh, and then I would leave it at that. I would not go in. And even as your kids are young and try to start playing that game now because it perpetuates it, you know, I will say, I think also for us, like 
you know, hearing mom and dad vocalize that throughout, you know, our childhood and teenager years is, was really helpful for at least me. Um, because I do think it is easy to feel that, you know, if you're in a crowd and I still feel it even now, like if I'm in a room and someone, you know, says, and it's kind of like almost, you know, again, they're not like making fun of me specifically, but sometimes there'll be things where I'm like, oh man, I don't know that, but it has nothing to do with them raising me. But, um, knowing (laughs) that that is okay, that that is not something that we are trying to hit all of these, you know, marks and that you feel confident in them. That's a huge one is that you're not apologetic. You're not embarrassed by something like that. Um, you know, and even what dad is saying like that, I I'm sure there's listeners right now who think that is insane. He's saying fifth grade level math is enough to just stop there. And like what he's going to just, you know, we're going to have a bunch of kids who are literally can't even speak, you know? But the, I mean, one, that's not, you know, what he's literally saying, but two, I mean, it is hilarious how many times in these kind of people who write this article, I, I listen to podcasts with these kind of people, journalists, you know, you hear them on the radio, hear whatever. And someone will be like, uh, yeah, let's, what's 13 plus 14. And they're all like, oh, I'm terrible at math. And no one can even do a simple <laughs> addition on the fly, you know, 27. And yeah. it's like, no one does that. And again, doesn't matter because that's not a marker, but everyone is so hypocritical and they all forget about that. You know, the fact that everyone's boat <laughs> and the guy who can do math, you don't have to worry about that. Right. You know, because they're going to go past fifth grade math, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. They're going to go beyond any math you can ever teach them because they're math kids. But I will tell you, math kids are a small percentage, you know, as are all the other percentage. You know, Ben, I mean, he kind of downplayed himself like he doesn't know he, he could be, ever be in a situation that Ben doesn't know anything because honestly, Ben knows about he knows more about almost everything than I, anybody I know. Uh, well, and I don't know very many people. Yeah, But he knows stuff, <laughs> and he is a, a learner, as all my kids have shown them to be. But that's not the point. You know, you are not going to stand before God. Your kids are not going to stand before God, and they are. He is not going to quiz them on their education. Um, you know, he is just not. But those things that you teach in your school, those are the things that matter, you know. And I just want to encourage you in closing here. I want to encourage you to stand. Stand on God's reasons for homeschooling. You know, we've been instructed to bring up our children in the way of God. You know, to tell them about the past and how he interacted, to tell them about the truth. We are not instructed anywhere to have smart kids. Kids who score well, cover the right subjects, or go to Harvard or Yale or some other Ivy League school. You know, we want kids who walk with God, who love and lead their families, and who are salt and light in the world. And God made you capable to do that, to pass that on to your children. And I feel, I believe, and I should feel is not strong enough. I believe with all my heart that when we're doing those things, that's going to make us smile. It's going to make our children smile. And the people can write their own articles, and I wouldn't read them. You know, don't read them. You don't need to read them. And you just keep doing what you're doing. And you won't have to remind yourself to smile. You just will smile. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you would like more weekly encouragement, sign up for our email over at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. And as always, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. Have a great week, and don't forget to smile.